lofty pile of stones that had tumbled a long time ago from the wall and pulled the puppy's lead close. The russet spaniel quivered under the impact of the moving, breezy, scented world around him. His snout twitched furiously. She reached down with her finger to smooth his worried little brow. All right, Jess, sit. Sit, I say, she cajoled him. Now we must both stay here and wait for Claudia. Just looking for where the best elderflower bushes are. Mother wants to make wine, her friend called out to her. Come autumn, we won't be able to move in our kitchen for bottles and demijohns. Violet watched Claudia's narrow frame as she walked towards her. Her angular elbows had worn her blouse to threads, and her skirt was an old school one she'd first had at fifteen. The hem let down many times. Her father was the farm manager at Charlcote, and the family gleaned what they could from the hedgerows to make jams, pickles, preserves, and a particularly good elderflower wine, which Claudia's mother sold at Lou Market. "'And there'll be some good blackberry in here come August,' Claudia said, her pretty, fair-lashed eyes luminous with the thought of telling her mother so. "'Mother said specifically that I was to look and note and remember. "'Some lovely thick brambles pushing through up there,' jam galore. I will look forward to it. Violet met her smile, admiring the unchanging fairness of her friend's smooth cheeks dashed with freckles. Then she nudged her puppy's flank with her toe. Not sure this one is up to the cove, she said. Look at him shaking. He will be overwhelmed, will be dive-bombed by seagulls, carried off, never to be seen again. Claudia grimaced in mock horror, then peered past Violet's shoulder. Are we nearly there? A few more yards, I think. Let's try it. The two girls linked arms, their giggles tight with anticipation. They took long strides, matching each other's pace, the little dog scurrying by their feet. And the moment met them. Was it a turn of a corner? A dip in the hedge, the change of the wind. Whatever happened, and it was different each time, the rushing, blasting voices of the sea suddenly hit them. With a glance, a nod, a full understanding, together they cried out, Now! and ran, hurtling down the path, letting gravity pull them on, their ears now full of the heave and swell of the waves. The damp ferns retreated, and the gorse wore fiery yellow. The rocky ground gave way to short, shining grass, and then sandy clefts, shifting dunes. And they ran in unison, their laughs hardly able to break out of their bodies as they hit the beach, the sparkling rocks and shallow cliffs now their cauldron, and the sea before them an enormous and generous old friend. Violet threw herself onto the silvery sand, It shifted, lightly and dryly beneath her, her palms pressing on fragments of shells, tiny, crystalline pieces of pebble. Jess, where's Jess? she panted. He's here, I have him, cried Claudia. Her voice seemed far away, snatched by the wind. They laughed now, heartily, as the sea spray moistened their throats. Claudia thumped down beside her, and they rested their heads together.
The sea was grey, not yet its summer blue, but it was perfect. Violet wound the lead tight around her wrist as Jess leapt and cowered behind them, offering minute yelps of terror. Poor little thing, said Claudia. He doesn't know what's hit him. God above, said Violet. Will you look at the state of your skirt? The hem was rent with a huge, ragged rip. The gorse got me, Claudia said, tugging at the fabric. This is never going to mend. Oh, hell, mother will kill me. Violet glanced down at her own skirt. It was new that season, a fine linen of periwinkle blue. Yours is intact, not a mark on it, said Claudia. Thank goodness. You always have such nice clothes. I want you to have it, said Violet. I have three others, identical.